Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Welcome to JTP Church. I believe that God is going to speak to you tonight. Mark chapter 1, verse 16, it says here, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Verse 18 says, They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him, and went after him. Why don't you help me pray tonight? I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. I believe that God is going to do something new and something special in each and every single one of your lives. You guys believe it tonight. Come on, let me hear you. Father God, thank you for this night. Thank you, God, that we get to be here, Lord God, in your church, that we get to be here, Lord God, in your house. We ask you, God, come, Holy Spirit, and do what we can't do. Come and change us. Come and lead us, Father God, into a life of holiness, into a life, Lord God, of power, into a life of joy, Father God. We will follow you, Lord God, and we will pursue you, Lord God, with all that we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't you give God a round of applause? Come on. Anybody grateful here tonight to be in the house of God? Come on. Why don't you give God a round of applause? Amen. Why don't you go ahead, take your seat. How amazing was the worship tonight, right? I just want to give a quick shout out to our pastors. How many of you guys love our pastors, right? My goodness, aren't they amazing? I think it's an honor to serve alongside them. If you think they're good on the altar, they're even better off the altar, right? They are genuine people to be with that genuinely love people, love Jesus. And I'm grateful that we get to serve alongside them. They are right now uh, somewhere in the middle of nowhere on a cruise, (laughs) right? They are in vacation, but they deserve it, right? They work hard. I've always said that. A pastor's job is not a 9 to 5. It's like a 9 to 5 plus a 5 to 9. It's 24-7, right? So they deserve it, right? And uh, I just want to share with you guys something that's been in my heart for the past few days, even the past few weeks. And if you're taking notes, tonight's message is called Follow the Leader. Follow the Leader. Here on the screen you see the definition or a few synonyms of follow. Commit, pursue, chase, obey, right? And I, I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about holiness, right? And, you know, when we, when we say that word holiness, it's kind of like far-fetched, right? I don't know if anybody can relate with me. I grew up in church, and, and, and when I hear the word holy, right, I was like, oh, that's not me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's not me. Oh, maybe Pastor Jonathan, uh, not me. You know, I can't get there, you know? But the Bible says in, in 1 Peter chapter 15, verse 16, and we're going to go back to the verse that we shared. Actually, it's on the screen. It says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And you know, in my life I've always, I guess, struggled with that. God, where do I draw the line? The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 that while, you know, that we all fall short of the glory of God, that we're all sinners, right? So where do we draw the line between where I'm at right now and where God has called me to be? It's like I know that I'm a sinner. But then God has also called me to be holy as he is holy. And oftentimes in our walk with Christ, as we follow Christ, our following starts 
to be filled with frustration. I don't know if there's anybody that can relate. Because the word of God does say that, you know, to, to be holy, right? But how are we holy in this world with so many distractions, with so many things going on, with our desires, right? Because we're sinners while we're in this flesh, right? We're sinners. We're human. How do we get to that? How do we get to live a life of holiness? And tonight I just want to talk to you. You know, as I was just getting ready and as I was just preparing for this and as I was asking God, you know, the answer to this question was really clear to me. You know, the, 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 the distance between where we are now and where God has called us to be, the distance between our present and our destiny can be made shorter, right, with a simple decision. You know, the older I get, the more I've realized something, that life is less about our desires and more about the decisions that we make. And oftentimes, many things that I thought was a desire was rather a decision. Like, how many of you guys know that love is not a desire? Love is a decision. When you get married to someone... You don't wait until, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, it, love is much more than just a feeling. I, am, I have decided that I'm going to love this person, and I'm going to commit to that. Love is a decision. It goes beyond your feelings. Amen? Forgiveness is not a desire. Can I get an amen? <laughs> that was a hard one. Forgiveness is not a desire. It is a decision, right? And tonight I want to talk to you about a decision that can affect every other decision in your life, a decision that every other decision hinges upon this decision, and it is the decision to follow Christ. You know what I've noticed oftentimes that when we make a decision, the desire comes after. Amen? And, that, you know, in our walk with Christ, it's no different. And I want to, can you guys put that, that verse back on the screen? What we just read in Mark. Mark chapter 1, where it says, follow me. It says, and he, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew's brother casting out net into the sea for they were fishermen. Can you put verse 17 on the screen? Mark chapter 1, verse 17. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. I, I was reading this passage and I just kept on reading it and going after it. I'm like, I'm like thinking, what was it about Jesus that made these people follow him? Like, what was it? It was a simple invitation. It was a simple decision to follow Jesus. What was it? Jesus didn't give them a three-year plan, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to turn the fish into bread. This is what, all the things that I'm going to do. Do you want to follow me? You want to join my team? No. He didn't do any of that. He just said, follow me. Tonight, I feel like God is calling us. Amen. I feel like God is calling us as a church to start following. How many of you guys know that you can come to church and not follow Jesus? How many of you guys know you can lift up your hands all you want, but it doesn't mean that you are following Jesus? I was reading a little bit into the, the etymology of holy, the word holy, and I found this out, and I'm going to ask if you guys can put this on the screen. The word holy, right, it used to be written with a W, right, at the beginning, right? It says holy comes from whole or entirely, fully. You know, to me, when I, when I found this out, I just took this like this is from God. Like, it is so much more than just lifting up your hands. Lifting up your hands doesn't make you holy. Coming to church doesn't make you holy. It is about how much you've given. How committed are you to the cause of Christ? How, how, how committed? God, I don't know about you, but I'm in the mood right now. I'm in a season in my life, and I believe that God is taking us as a church into a place where, you know what, God? No turning back. I surrender everything. How many of you guys know that the end of your life is the beginning of his? The moment you surrender everything. I told God one day, you know what, God? I want to every single day, I want to surrender at least one thing. Whatever it is, God, I surrender my time, I surrender my desire, or whatever desire it may be, whatever it is. And I've noticed 
that the less I try to pursue happiness or joy and I start to pursue Jesus no matter the season that I'm in in my life, no matter the trial or the tribulation that I am, if I am committed to following Jesus, joy is the byproduct of being with Jesus. Living a life of holiness, right? When I live a life of holiness, when I live a life that is committed, that is what holiness is. Now, I think that oftentimes as a church, when we hear the word holiness, we feel like it's so far, like, oh, that's not me. Maybe the apostle or maybe like the pastor. Or, yeah, the guy that's preaching, he's holy. But not me. Why? Because we have limited holiness to abstinence. We've limited holiness to only doing certain, to, to not doing certain things. You know, the other day, well, not the other day, actually a few years back, I was in a group of friends, right? And we were like, you know, with the boys, we were just talking, you know, having a good time, you know. How many of you guys know when, you know when you're with the boys, my guys out there, right? And we're just having a good time, right? And one of our boys, he, 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 got, you know, he got married, right? This is years back. I don't even remember his name. This is years back. He got married, and we asked him, like, bro, so, so, so how's the married life, man? We're, like, all single. Like, like we're, none of us had a girlfriend. Dude got married, you know what I mean? He's like, yo, like, how's the married life? And he was like, man, it's great, but I can't eat the food I want anymore, you know? Like, I can't buy the groceries that I want, you know what I mean? I can't sleep the way that I want because I used to sleep in my bed like this, you know what I mean? And now I got to make space for my wife, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it's cool, you know, having there, you know, I'm fun and I love it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's an adapting period. There's a few things that I can't do. And we've made our relationship with God. When you make a relationship, when you take the focus out of the relationship and you focus on the rules and the regulations, you just turn that relationship into religion. How can we limit holiness when God has called us to live a life of holiness to simply abstinence? I have found in my life and in my walk with Christ that it is not so much about what I say no to, but rather when I say yes to Jesus. And whatever comes with that, comes with that. But I know that everything is going to be. These disciples, like, yo, like Jesus said, like, yo, follow me. Like, he didn't say, like, like I'm going to feed you guys. Like, he didn't say, like, I'm going to, like, don't. No, no, he said, just, just, just follow me. And we know now, like obviously because we read the Bible 2,000 years later, we know now all the things that Jesus did. But they didn't know what Jesus was going to do. Some dude with curly hair just came up to him, you know, and said, hey, follow me. You know, I said, I don't know who you are. You know, but, but follow me. Yeah, we want God to like reveal everything. Like, God, what, what's going to happen? Like, God, let me be ready before, before you call me. God, let me be ready. But how many of you guys know that God prepares on the way? Amen. That God, when he calls us. Man, that, that, when, when, God has call, when God calls us to a life of holiness, it, it is an invitation to joy. It is an invitation to abundant life. Yet we have restricted it to simply not doing things. Oh, it's like, you know, so, you know, that, what, what does church mean? Like, oh, I, I, I don't want to go to church because that means I can't party and I can't, get, I can't do this and I can't go clubbing and I can't get drunk and I can't uh, have sex with whoever I want. And we've limited all the things that apparently seems like we can't do rather to the abundant life that God has called us to live. My goodness. How many of you guys know that? Because, you know, I, I, if Jesus forgave me. Now I can forgive. Jesus set me free. Now I can live in freedom. Jesus drew near to me. Now I can draw near to him. That is holiness. Living a life that is all about following Jesus. That is all about being committed to him. All of it, God. You can have it all. Everything that I am. You can have it, not, not, not just partially, all of it. And you know what? I, I've lived a season in my life where I, I, 
partially gave God, partially gave God all that I am, partially, right? Partially gave God my life. When there was, I knew was a few areas in my life that I needed to still commit to him. And in that season of my life, I was blessed, right? I, I, God was good to me. But you know what I've realized? That sometimes we confuse God's mercy with God's abundance. And what happens oftentimes is that, yeah, you can live a life of, you know, partial obedience, a life where it's not completely committed. And yeah, God will bless us because he loves us. But what would happen to ATP Church? Not just in a few years, not just in a few months, just in a few days, in a few weeks if we decided to, God, you know what? You can have it all. I am committed to serving you. What would happen in our lives? What, what would God pour out in our lives if we just said, Jesus, you can, you can have it all. You can have everything in my life. I, I commit to you. That is what holiness is about. Because you can come to church all you want, but you're still, if you're not completely whole, wholly committed to Christ, then what are we doing? Have you guys ever played follow the leader? Right? You guys remember that game when you were like a kid? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? Anybody remember that game when you were, right? So I, I, I looked up follow the leader on Google. How many of you guys know that all the answers in the world and the universe are found on Google? Right? And all the college kids said, amen. <laughs> so this, this is the instructions on how to play follow the leader. It says, first the leader or head of the line is chosen. And the children all line up behind the leader, right? The leader then moves around and all the children have to mimic the leader's actions, right? And then any players who fail to follow or do what the leader does are out of the game. JTP Church, what if I told you tonight that life is just one epic game of follow the leader? What if I told you tonight that it's really simple? All you got to do is just follow Jesus, whatever it comes with, whatever it might happen. What if I told you that all you got to do is imitate the actions of the leader? That is what holiness is. It is to be completely surrendered, completely. All that I am, God, you can have it. There is not one part. And ever since then, I've seen God's abundance in my life. When you just commit, when you decide to pursue, when you decide to chase, when you decide to obey, holiness is an invitation to abundant life. Holiness is not just saying no to the world, but it's saying yes to Jesus and everything that comes with being around Jesus. You know what I said? You know, I think that our lives, our walk with Christ, there needs to be a decision. Amen. And I don't know, tonight, I'm in the mood to make a decision, you know? And don't get me wrong, I think that we should depend on God, amen? How many of you guys believe that? Completely on God, but the decision needs to come first. God, I'm going to decide first, and then I know that I'm going to depend on you to follow my decision. And you know what? When you decide, the desires follow. You know, I don't think that Jesus came and died on the cross. I don't think that the Holy Spirit came here with his presence simply so that we can just resist our desires, but rather he came so that we can change our desires. Anybody can say amen to that. If you live all your entire life and your walk with Christ trying to resist your desires, you are simply, limit, simply limiting what God can potentially do in your life. Now I've noticed that the more I focus on Jesus, the better I can follow. But check this out and write this down because this is going to change your life. You can't follow Jesus if you're focused on something else. We've got people here trying to Follow Jesus focused on Pokemon Go. People trying to follow Jesus focused on how many followers they have on social media. We've got people trying to follow Jesus, but they're focused on 
what that person is going to say about me or what am I going to wear to church tonight rather than following Jesus? What if I told you tonight that whatever you focus, you're going to follow and whatever you follow, eventually you're going to find. So what if tonight we can just put our eyes on Jesus? You know, I don't think we have a focus problem because we really, you know, we're, we're good at focusing. You know, we, we can focus on other things. I don't think focus is a problem. I think the object of our focus is, though. I don't think we have a problem on focus, but what are we focusing on tonight? What are the distractions that are delaying us from where God is calling us to go to live a life of holiness? What are the things? My prayer is tonight that as we talk, as we are together tonight, that God will just show us, that God will bring up to certain things that we need to surrender so that we can live a life of holiness, a.k.a. a life that is committed to Christ. I don't know what it might be in your case. Maybe it, it's, it's social media. Maybe it's another person. Maybe it's a relationship that you know that you shouldn't be in. Maybe it's a job that you know that you shouldn't take or a job that you know you need to leave. Or maybe it's a personal situation at home that maybe it's distracting you. What if tonight we can take everything away that is, you know, turning into an obstacle from us drawing closer to Jesus? I don't know about you tonight, but I am in the mood and I am in this season, and I believe that God is taking us as a church to a place where we can just focus on Jesus. I feel like God is taking some of you guys and saying, hey, you know what? You might not be able. You might have your imperfections. You might have things that you're going through. But if you can just put your eyes on me, if you can just set your eyes on me, stop focusing on all the things of this world. Stop looking at what that person is. Stop comparing yourself and just put your eyes. If you're going to compare yourself, compare yourself to me. What am I doing? What, am I, what can I do to be closer to Jesus? I don't know about you, but I believe as a church, God is taking us to this place where we're going to start following the leader. Amen. I might not have it all together, but I'm committed to following Jesus. I'm committed to living this life of holiness. You know what? You might be struggling with sin tonight. You might be struggling with an addiction for years. I don't know how long, but what if I told you tonight that if you can make a simple decision, a simple decision to say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. When you make that decision, what if I told you that the desire will come after, that God will, God will provide right after? What if I told you tonight, if you can make that decision today, that God will do the rest? God doesn't want us to resist our desires. When I realized that, that just took a load off my back. So I know that, God, if I just resist my desires, that's not really fixing the problem. That's just covering it up. But how many of you guys know that when you get closer to God, your heart starts becoming like God? And when you start pursuing and chasing after God, how many of you guys know that God loves to be pursued? God likes to be chased. God likes to, you know, when we go after him, you know, when you're probably, you know, listening to a song on the radio and instead of putting the radio, you decide to put worship, that simple decision can just change your day. How many of you guys know that God loves to be chased after I don't know about you tonight, but I feel like God is calling us into a higher, a higher level of commitment, into a higher level of obedience, a higher level of saying, you know what, God, I don't have it all together, but you do. You can have it. You can have my life, right? I'm wholly committed to him. Everything. He's not only my savior, but he's also my leader. Amen. A few years ago, I had the privilege to go to Dominican Republic, right? And how many of you guys have ever been to the Dominican Republic? Any Dominicans in the house, right? So I, I went to Dominican Republic, and um, one of the things that I love to do is like a newfound hobby is hiking, right? You can ask Charlie right in the back and Brandy. I love hiking. I'm like a nature, like a nature kid. I just like getting lost in the woods and all that stuff, which we ended up right, getting lost in the woods, right? 
Yeah, it was, it was fun for me. It was fun. Not, maybe not for you, right? But I, I love, you know, hiking and all that stuff. When we went to the Dominican Republic, I had a privilege to go to the Dominican Republic. We, were on a, we went hiking, right? Uh, my mother reluctantly agreed to me. My mother's uh, athletically uh, challenged, right, to say the least, right? Uh, the cardio that my mother does is called Aventura Mall, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Called shopping. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I remember, you know, when, when we were hiking, right, when we were hiking and the, the guy, you know, really simple instructions. I'll never forget. He said, just follow me. I know the way. Follow me. That's all you got to do. If you're tired, I'll wait for you. But, but if, you know, I'll take you because I know the way. You need to know tonight, and I feel like telling someone here, that our Savior knows the way. Amen. That we don't serve a God that is intimidated by the path. And you know what? It's okay if you don't know what your calling is in life as long as you know who's calling you. As long as you know that he's the one that is calling you into a life of abundance, a life of joy, a life of obedience, a life of provision like never before. It's like, I, know, I don't know where you're taking me, God, but I know that you're taking me. And that's all that matters. Amen? And I feel like in this path, in this journey in life, sometimes we get so caught up with the road rather than the person that's leading us through the road. What if I told you tonight that who you're following is more important than where you're going? Because who you're following is going to determine where you're going. And so many of us, we're following all the wrong things, following all the wrong people. And I, I've just told God, God, I want to follow you. And when we come to church and we serve God, when you come on a Sunday, right, an hour before the service to the forward movement, just a quick, quick uh, a reminder, if this is your first time here, we want to encourage you, be a part of this, right? Be a part of this forward movement as we follow Christ. We want to follow Christ together. Amen. And, and if this is your first time, you know, Next Sunday, come an hour before the service. Come to our forward movement if you want to get involved in the vision of our church. You know, but I don't know about you, man. I just want to follow Jesus. Whatever it is. Like, God, I'm not, I don't care about the title. I don't care about the role that I'm going to play. I don't care, God, where it is through the highs and the lows. If Jesus is with me, God, your company is enough. How many of you guys know? What, can, what, it, what, would, it, what would happen if as a church we just get to a place, God, God, wherever it is that you want to take us, we are willing to go there. Amen. Whatever the cost, God, we are willing to pay it because, God, you've already done more than enough in our lives. We are more than grateful for the favor that you have given us. God, I am committed to following Jesus wherever it is that you take me. What would happen as a church? The miracles that we would see. Amen. What would happen? I feel like God is taking us to a place right now of higher commitment and to a place where we can say, Jesus, all that I am, all, I can give it to you. You know, going back to, you know, the hiking story. The guy said, all you need to do is follow me. Make sure that I'm in front of you. And I think that's important, too, because it talks to me about priorities. Because so many people, they want Jesus to lead them, but Jesus is behind them. And we need, if we want God to lead us, then God needs to be in front of us. Can I get an amen? If we want God to be, you know, the one leading us, then we need to put him first with everything that we are in our lives. And that's going to require a commitment. It's going to require sacrifice, but I'll tell you right now, there is no greater joy, no greater fulfillment than to know that you are walking with Jesus. And when you start walking with Jesus, God is going to start putting the other people around you. I can imagine these disciples, right? Because Jesus went up to them personally. He didn't know that he was going to call other people. So they probably thought, I'm going to call you. No, but, but how amazing to know. I can imagine when the disciples probably showed up to the first meeting. I wonder how it was like the first meeting with all the disciples. Like, hey, you know, intro, right? First meeting, right? And they saw other people there. How many of you guys know that when you start following Jesus, God starts putting the other people around you, the right people, so that your commitment to holiness will be made much easier? 
I can stand under this altar and I can say that I am the person that I am because of the people that God has placed around me, that I can live in holiness because I surround myself with people that are holy. Maybe tonight your problem is not your commitment, it's your surroundings. Who are you around that is not allowing you to keep your commitment, that is not allowing you to keep the decision? Maybe you, have the, you probably have all the right desires. You have all the right, you know, you're, make, you're trying to make all the right decisions, but the people around you are not allowing you. What if tonight I told you if you can just follow Jesus and pursue him first, that God will start putting the right pieces around you. Amen. Praise God. God is not afraid of the journey like we are. He knows where he's taking us, even if you don't. If you can just commit to him. Amen. If you can just stay along his side. And to finish off, I want to go to Luke chapter 9, verse 59. Luke chapter 9, verse 59, it says here, and if you have a subtitle in your Bible, it says the cost of discipleship. How many of you guys know that favor ain't fair, right? That when God's favor is over your life, God will do things that it seems like it's not fair, just in, in your favor, amen? But even though favor is not fair, favor is not free. And there's a price that needs to be paid. And it says here, then he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, harsh, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Verse 61, and another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. And then verse 62 says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. JTP Church, no looking back. I believe in my heart and in my spirit. Yesterday, I, I, yesterday morning, I, I woke up a little bit earlier to pray and just to see God. And I just felt, and I was sharing to the people here, that God is just, we're in the edge of something. Like we're, we're getting to this new season. God is taking us into a new place. All that God wants is our commitment. You know what? There's a lot of preachings, right, on trusting in God, amen? And I think that we should trust God. But tonight I want to flip the question, can God trust you? Can God trust you? Can, can God trust you with giving you more? Can God trust you knowing that, if God looks to his right, you'll be there following Jesus. Can God trust you tonight as we follow him? And I'm going to ask you guys to please get on your feet as the worship team comes up. You know, I love this song, and it wasn't even planned, but I think it's just so appropriate, amen, that I will pursue you above anything else. What if tonight we stopped chasing after all the wrong things and we decided to live a life of holiness of, and of commitment? Let me tell you something. You know, I, I used to always read this verse in the Bible that says, you know, Paul says in one of the letters he wrote, it doesn't come to mind right where, but it says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ, right? And I used to read that verse and it's like, man, Paul's really kind of, kind of prideful. It sounds kind of prideful in that verse. It's like, be imitators of me. I was like, whoa, like, I wouldn't be able to say that. But as I was reading this, what kind of just came to mind, God just opened my heart to this verse. And it, to me, Paul simply was saying, hey, just follow me as I'm following Christ. You know, I've seen the biggest leaders fail. And I've seen the biggest, I've seen pastors of megachurches, thousands of people, thousands of people. Have, have done great things for the gospel, great things. I've seen miracles, great leaders. I've seen leaders like that fall 
because they forgot that they're still following. Look, I, I, I told God, I said, God, I, I don't know where you're taking me. I don't know. I don't care if I'm leading a group of a thousand people. I don't care what you're leading in your life. Maybe you're leading a home. Maybe you're leading a, a position in your workplace. But tonight, never forget, even if you're leading, that you're still following. If you want to be a good leader, you need to be a good follower. It's like, God, leaders, leadership can come and go, but I will always be a follower. Allow me to never forget that. I'm committed to pursuing you. I don't know about you tonight. To be church, I want to make a calling. If there's someone here that says, you know, there might be certain things that I need to give up. And you know what? Sometimes the things that we give aren't even bad things. They're just things that are getting in the way. It could be a good thing, but if you put it in front of you, it becomes a bad thing immediately, just like that, if you put it in God's place. I feel like tonight, God just wants us to prioritize, and God wants us to make a decision tonight as we go into this new season. It's like, hey, JTP Church, I want to take, I feel like God is telling us, JTP Church, I want to take you to a new place, right? But, but I, I, I want to see your commitment. Are you willing to follow me there? Are you willing? Are you willing? Can I trust you? And if that's you tonight, I want to pray over you. If you can say, God, I'm willing and I am committed to following you. And you know what? I know that there might be people serving tonight and you might be in the back. You might have like a responsibility. But I invite you, hey, even if you're in the back, come to the front. It doesn't matter where you're leading. You're still a follower. If there's one thing that I've learned from my pastors, you know, one thing that I learned from my, the apostles, right, they can go and they can preach an amazing message. But you know what? I've seen these men leave the office early. Probably to go prepare for a message. Probably to go see God. I've seen them worship broken. Like if it's the first time that they come to church. And they're the pastors. I don't know about you, but we're still following. We're still following. And I am committed. And I am surrendering it all. Is there anybody in here tonight, whether this is your first time, your second time, your 20th time? Because it's never too late to surrender. And there's never too much to give, it, to give up. I don't know if there's anybody in here tonight to say, God, you know what? I have decided to follow Jesus. I might not have it all together. I might not have everything where it needs to be. But I know that if I can make this decision, God will do the rest. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to let you lead me, God. Through wherever it is, no matter the journey, I know that you are taking me. Is there anybody in here tonight? I feel in my spirit that there should be more people. Not to have a set number in the calling. It's like we need to get to five people in the calling. No, no, no. This is a commitment. This is your heart. This is not something that you can do for me. It's not something that you can do for a family member. It's not something that you can do for the friend that invited you to church tonight. It is something that you need to do in your own personal walk with God to say, hey, Jesus, you know what? I'm committed. And it's okay if you don't have it all together. How many of you guys know that God prepares along the way? Not at the beginning of the journey. Not at the end of the journey. He prepares along the way. He provides along the way.